sports fans rejoice. You're listening to My Team, My Voice with MTMV Sports. And now, the time fight fans all across the globe have been waiting for. It's the MTMV main card with your man, The Voice, and as always, in the opposite corner, my mano imano, my verbal sparring partner, uh, who's literally trying to be the reverse flash today because he got on red with black line and I got on black with red line. Woo! Let's not do that. Yeah, see, look, you, you, the Bruce Leroy glow was coming up on you. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your man, Will, just a smoke o'clock. You already know what time it is. MTMB Sports, the main card. Voice, how you feeling, sir? Oh, man, I am feeling wonderful. It's smoke o'clock. How else am I supposed to feel but excited, uh, rejuvenated, invigorated, and some other 80s? Yeah, you use a lot of dictionary words there. We got a great show today, actually. It's a lot of uh, championship implication bouts here, a possible retirement bout. So let's just go ahead and get into it, KOs and low blows. Let's get it. All right. Now, Bellator just announced two world title bouts. As Pettis is going to be facing Pitbull for the Bantamweight World Championship. And Nemkov is going to be facing Romero for the light heavyweight world title. That's going to take place in June in Chicago. Now, for Pitbull, this is literally going to be his third division, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, and going for a championship. Voice, what are your thoughts on this already stacked card coming up? For Nemkov, it should be wonderful. I have attended Bellator events there. Uh, at the Wind Trust, uh, for, formerly the Allstate Arena, I believe, mm-hmm. in Rosemont, Illinois. Um, I can say this Nimkov being a Fedor disciple, the Russians are going to be there. I remember going and pulling up on the parking lot and, and feeling like I was in some uh, low budget gangster movie. I mean, they had the tracksuits and everything. I was like, oh, shoot, okay, all right, Russia, Russia has come out. And Fedor wasn't even fighting. So, uh, Nimkov, they're definitely going to be there for him. And mm-hmm. then uh, you've got Yoel Romero um, in his first title fight since leaving the UFC. You know, and this is a big spot for him. This is really go big and go home for him. You know, he, is he really the guy who we thought that he was? Or is he the guy now that we've seen over the uh, past couple of years? We, we'll find out. But most importantly, like you said, Pitbull is going for a title in his third division. This is historic for Bellator. Uh, the only person I can think of that's done this before would be the soon-to-be Hall of Famer Frankie Edgar, uh, who was a lightweight champion in the UFC and vied for both the featherweight and the bantamweight titles. Uh, Pitbull would be distinct because if he's able to win all three then yeah that that's something no one has ever done before so uh this is really historic uh in a sense of a major organization mm-hmm. and someone doing this but what makes this even more interesting to me is that he's fighting for the bantamweight title well it's the bantamweight title that makes it interesting but it's how everything shook out because the Bantamweight Grand Prix is going on. The, uh, the the finals for that is like next month or so. 
with Stotts and uh, Apache Mix. The winner of that fight is supposed to be fighting for the undisputed title versus uh, uh, Pettis, not Pitbull. So the fact that Bellator, because uh, Bellator is definitely more uh, merit- meritocratic than the UFC is. But the fact that they would say, you know what, let's this is big time. Let's throw this in here. Let's do it. Really makes me excited. It's like, okay, they they get it. They're saying, let's make the biggest fight that we possibly can. And what bigger fight than this fight? I love it. It's definitely historic. So I I wanted to know before we move on to our our next uh, uh, subject here, with if Pitbull comes out of this victorious. Who is another fighter in Bellator you can see following his footsteps and doing the same? Hmm. The on, uh, that's really hard because Pitbull has been the face of Bellator like forever, uh-huh. forever. It, it was uh, him and Chandler for quite some time, and then when Chandler moved on, uh, he you know holds nearly every record that there is to hold in Bellator. The only person that I can think of that could possibly come in his footsteps and do the kinds of things that he's doing is someone that uh, he doesn't like very much. It's someone that that uh, they're all tied up when it comes to uh, their fights against each other, and that's AJ McKee. Oh, okay. The, the, mer- the mercenary uh, at his age uh, and with his skill and ability. Yeah, uh, if anyone could kind of carry that mantle of being a multi-division champion mm-hmm. um and doing it with you know with flair and, and pizzazz and being the face of the company breaking those records aj uh right now that that would be the one good good thought good thought now boys for 84.99 i could buy a lot of things mm-hmm. i can get a, a crisp pair of air force ones I can go get some groceries. I can I can put some gas in my tank. Mm-hmm. I, I can't say I can take a date out because inflation and you know eggs and everything. But the one thing I don't know if I want to do is buy the uh, uh, Garcia Davis fight, which according to Eddie Hearn is going to be priced at eighty four ninety nine. Now we've talked about this previously. Neither Garcia or Davis have been major pay per view. Uh, fighters as far as buys are concerned what are your thoughts on this and how do you think this is going to play out uh, in, in the buys with, uh, when those numbers eventually come out you mentioned something that's very important uh, and is a major factor in the price of this fight and that's inflation that is the reason why this fight is as much as it is Uh, You're right. Neither has been a pay-per-view draw. But tell me, tell me of all the fights that are being proposed for this year. What fight do you want to see more than Tank and Ryan? I mean, I I personally can see any Devin Haney fight because I know everyone who's scheduled to, to, to mm. fight him would be a great fight. But but yeah. you might be right. It's two big names. Uh, it sounds like it's more social than for the, the boxing aficionado because nobody's really like, oh, I'm so excited to see this because this is going to have such great implications. 
now for the implication no you're, you're right on that the implication standpoint it doesn't have the implications i mean you literally have two people who let's face it uh are beltless that are fighting for the opportunity to fight somebody with the belt right however from a uh and you said it the, the social uh standpoint is it and that's really what drives boxing. It's not the hardcores. The hardcores keep it alive. The hardcores are gonna plunk down. Well, some of some of the hardcores are gonna plunk down the money for uh, Caleb Plant and David Benavidez last week. Mm-hmm. But it's the casuals that really drive the company. I mean, I should say that drive the the industry. It's when those casuals come in and they right. pay their money that everyone wins and i believe that uh that it's gonna be a win is it is it a lot yeah but we were saying i was saying the same thing when wilder and fury fought the first times like i'm not spending uh i think it was like 70 dollars i'm not spending 70 dollars for this fight and then it was one of the fights of you know the the decade Mm -hmm. and did i pay for uh two and three yes i did gladly so um with with everything behind this one i don't think that it's going to be as much as some people are making it out to be awesome awesome boys i'm a, i'm a, uh i'm gonna check with the big boss and i'm gonna see if that's gonna be an mtmv write-off for you because uh we we got to make sure you you if you're not at the fight you got to be at the fight so we'll, we'll double check that for you <laughs> So yeah, I am doing my taxes this week. There's a whole bunch of stuff I need to be uh, <laughs> factoring in. Thank you. So when we come back from break, uh, Bellator 293, we got some great uh, bouts on there. Uh, the WBO uh, championship, one of the WBO championships is actually going to be on the line. Also, when we talk about the February title. And Anthony Joshua, could the O2 Arena be his final walk? Be right back with a quick break from Moselle. It's not just about the love of the game. It's about dedication and commitment through the process and the patience to endure. There's joy in reaching your goals and peace in knowing you've done all you're supposed to do. Ozell Brand. It's not just a brand. It's a lifestyle. And welcome back, voice. What's up with the Moselles, man? I, I know you've been out here and your 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 voice, Leroy Glow. You yeah, got I, for I, it? I've been out here killing them. Um, I wore them Sunday, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I got got some compliments on them, and um, um, you know, I, I may have uh, had a, a a favorable eye. Uh, as far as uh, the whole outfit, and I'm sure that uh, the the Ozells didn't hurt. You know, it also doesn't hurt that I had these rugged good looks, but you know. You know, it was probably feeling bad for you because uh, ain't no St. Louis teams right now doing any good. But we're gonna move on from that. We're not worried about that. So City is not undefeated. The, um, the, uh, the, the Battlehawks are not doing anything. The Cardinals are not tearing up spring training. Okay. Nah, y'all y'all struggling right now. Okay. Unlike Bellator 293. Now, Bellator 293 is going to be a great, great event. Now, when Liam McCourt faces Kat Zingano in the main of in the co-main event of Bellator 293, 
it won't just be for positioning for a future featherweight title shot, but it'll also be for what McCourt calls the biggest opportunity of her career. Now, the 72 McCourt bounced back from a unanimous decision loss at Bellator 275, which was her first actually since the uh, 2017 uh, loss, um, 2017 uh, that she had with uh, Dana Silva. Now, this is going to be setting up a meeting with the 40-year-old uh, Zingano. Now, for Kat, a win here would definitely set up a title bout against current featherweight champion Chris Cyborg. Now, I want you to remember this. This is something that McCord is not only aware of and she greatly respects. She recently stated, Kat is someone that I respect hugely and I've been aware of since I started watching MMA. She's one of the original pioneers of the sport alongside Ronda Rousey and Maisha Tate. And she's fought for UFC titles and has won over current Bellator champions. She said, despite her wealth of experience, it's a great opportunity for her to put her skill set to the test and prove she belongs amongst the elite for a world title belt, title shot. Now, here's the issue, Voice. We don't know if the champion's going to be here or not. <laughs> Currently, uh, Chris Cyborg, according to uh, uh, Scott Coker, we don't know if she's going to be here because I believe that she actually has up until August uh, to make that decision. So I want to get your thoughts on uh, McCourt's statements about coming in and proving that she belongs with the elite. And what's going to happen for the winner here who's literally expecting uh, a title fight to, to come out of this? As far as McCourt proving herself and saying without a shadow of a doubt that this is the biggest fight in her career, she's correct. She's correct. This is the biggest fight in her career because the last time she fought anyone with a name, uh, specifically Sinead Kavanaugh, she lost and I, if I'm not mistaken I believe, I believe that Sinead went on to fight for the title after that and Leah kind of looked out of her league when she was fighting Sinead mm-hmm. which unfortunately doesn't say a whole lot because um, when Sinead went in against arguably the GOAT in Cyborg she was way out of her league too uh, <laughs> so um yeah it it is the biggest fight in her career she definitely needs to win the fight and i believe that whoever wins the fight as we talked about off air will go on to fight for the title will they fight cyborg i don't know that's the question now let's flip that and talk about kat zingano kat is um you know, she, she's fighting this fight saying, yeah, you know, I'm going to be fighting for the title. But Kat has been kind of skittish when we've asked her in uh, the, the, the press conferences, the post-fight press conferences, you know, and, and even in the cage, like, hey, you know, you're going to fight, um, you're going to fight Cyborg because we that's the fight that we've wanted to see ever since she joined Bellator. And it's always been, well, I don't know if certain things are in place and so forth and so on. And, you know, if, um, you know, she talked about drug testing and some other things, but she's been kind of skittish where that's concerned. She could have fought Cat. I mean, she could have fought Cyborg a long time ago. I I don't know why. it. Well, let me not say that. She has said some different things, which is why that fight hasn't taken place. So. If that doesn't take place, 
the onus is on cat uh do i love cat absolutely uh is she a fantastic fighter yes she is is her story phenomenal absolutely but one thing is has evaded her in her career and that is being called champion and to do that she's got to fight the proper fights and that fight would either be with cyborg or uh i could see that being against um mcmahon who just joined the ufc i mean not ufc she just joined bellator after she has her debut fight well you know when they when they talked to uh zingano um coming up on this fight and they asked her about that she said that she had been told maybe two to three fights ago that she was supposed to fight cyborg so I, I, what are your thoughts on that do you feel like maybe it's a disconnect between her and her team or or maybe she really has been put off a few times again when asked about this she always she has put let me not say always but she has put caveats in place and said hey you know i want this kind of drug testing i want this i there's some things that i want to see happen for mm-hmm. us to make that fight that has nothing to do with um you know bellator saying you got the fight you got the fight you got the fight are you accepting the fight <laughs> are the conditions the way that you want them to be for you to accept the fight now, i don't have a problem at all with you know saying hey i want to see this and i want to see that um yeah I, I don't have a problem with that but you can't at the same time then say oh you know well you know it's on bellator the bellator keeps telling me i'm gonna have the fight yeah we know and we also know that you keep dancing around it like um like it's a mexican hat dance well we'll definitely see what happens it's going to be a great a great uh cold main event fight uh interesting note uh zingano's three fight uh bellator win streak at heavyweight is the second longest active streak in the division behind cyborg who's currently at five now in the night's other main event the American top team is going to be well represented uh, when number five ranked heavyweight Marcelo Gong faces number eight, Daniel James, and what is likely to have title position implications. Now, the fighters are literally 11 years apart. <laughs> they come into the bout both uh, on four fight win streaks, looking to move up in the rankings. Now, Gong, who actually lost his last three uh, bouts uh, in UFC, has two submissions and two KOs in his last four in Bellator. He's actually hoping to become world champion by the end of 2023. He actually stated he believes he's only two fights from making that happen, stating, I want to be champion by the end of the year, end of this year, and I will. March, and I don't know, maybe July, and then for the belt. Now, Daniel James is no slouch either. However, many kind of consider him to be a journeyman at 14 and 6. The one thing that you have to note here, 71% of James' wins have come by KO. Goma's only been knocked out once in his last loss, and that was to Sergey uh, Pavlovich. So, Voice, what are your thoughts on this bout? What are your thoughts on Goma stating that he's literally ready to be champion? And what should we be looking for in, in this bout where clearly Daniel James is coming in for the knockout and Goma hasn't experienced that much? Yeah, um... As far as how the fight should go, um, 
this cannot be the voices marquee matchup because it is a headlining bout but if it wasn't a headlining bout it definitely would be because of the things that you stated marcelo has 11 victories i believe and all 11 it's either 10 or 11 it's 10 10 victories and all 10 are by stoppage he's either knocked them out 70 percent of the time or he's choked them out he's only like seen the second round in 40 percent of his fights about 60 percent of the time he's stopping it in the first round or he's being stopped in the first round either way it goes he really rarely goes to the judges and when he does it's not good for him how will he look in this fight because this is the first five round fight that he's ever had so you know there, there's some questions to be answered there you know you, you normally get people out of there quickly mm-hmm. but now you've got not only a fight but you got a potential long-term fight now as far as um you know fighting for the title in 2023 with two fights i mean anything's possible but the probability of that is i don't know he, he would have to get another one in like he said in july or so in order to do that uh the champ just fought in um was it march march or, or february uh when uh bellator was on cbs so you know he, he's done that he's going to fight linton vassell next if he doesn't fight linton vassell next i then i don't know what's happening and champions usually only fight twice a year so do i see that happening in 2023 no i don't unless something happens to linton where uh he's not um he's not able to fight so yeah, yeah. Does he have another fight or so before he can fight for the title? Yeah, I think so. Um, does he make it through all of them? Does he make it through James? Is the question. That's who he really needs to be looking at. Uh, because even though uh James is 10 years his senior, uh James is no joke. He is no joke. He puts on for the shot. 92% of his wins are by stoppage, which is why I say this would be the voice market matchup because the likelihood of this going to a decision is very, very low. Uh, and like Marcelo, he's fairly well rounded. 64% of them have been by strikes. Uh, the rest of it has been by uh, submission. And here's the thing, you know, he's talking about, yeah, yeah you know, I want to want to fight for the title. Let's not forget the last time Daniel James fought when Bellator was in Chicago in November. Yeah, he put the brakes on Tyrell Fortune's hype train. So you, you got someone who who knows how to put a halt to streaks. You have someone who, though not for a major promotion, has headlined for regional shows before multiple times Marcelo's never had that you know having to carry things as far as uh, media is concerned all of this is new territory for him and he really needs to be focused on the American assassin standing across across from him in the cage than to focus on anything else it's a great take now before we move on for you know we talked about Gom 
a win for James, where, where does that take him next? Because right now he's number eight. So is it two fights for him also, or does he have to take a different path to a title shot? No, he, he definitely, uh, either one of them definitely needs another win uh, in order to even think about a title shot. Uh, I could see the winner of this uh, fight either taking on uh, former champ or former interim champ, I should say, Valentin Moldovsky or Steve Mowry. Uh, that I could see uh, see happening very clearly on either one of their end. Actually, um, one of the losses that Gome had was to Tim Johnson. So uh, running that one back could be uh, could be in the, the picture as well, uh, with Johnson being ranked number six to Gome's number five. Okay, well, there you have it. There you have it. Now, with Emmanuel, and I always butcher this man's name, God bless him, with Emmanuel Navarrete staying. Woo! Oh, brother, I'm I'm here. I ain't going nowhere. With him staying at 130, the vacant WBO featherweight title will officially be on the line. It won't be interim when uh, Ramirez will be actually facing Dog Bay this Saturday. That's going to be taking place live at the Hard Rock Casino in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Now, Isaac, who has lost twice to Navarrete, was originally scheduled for a world title eliminator before agreeing to the bout with Ramirez. Now, since those back-to-back losses, he has won four in a row, including winning the WBO International Featherweight title. Ramirez, on the other hand, is a former gold medalist who is also focused and looking forward to a world championship opportunity. Now, he recently stated main events for me the world championship is on the line this is what i've always wanted and i have asked for since i became a professional boxer i see this fight as the perfect stage from which to present my credentials to the world and make the case that i am the best fighter in the featherweight division he went on to say on april 1st i will fulfill the goal of becoming world champion but i'm convinced that my greatest accomplishments in this sport are ahead of me some some clear talk uh from a man who feels like he's supposed to be champion voice what are your thoughts on that and what do you think about the fact that now this is no longer interim interim tag this is literally for the for the championship i like how ramirez is talking because uh to be a champion you must first possess a champion's mindset and he definitely has a one thing that i really like uh that he said is that he is always finding ways to stay hungry mm-hmm. in sports and especially in fight sports the moment you get comfortable is when your decline sets in so looking for new challenges and new ways to stay hungry new things to motivate yourself is needed and not allowing this uh this goal i mean because he, he's not been fighting a long time you know it's got like 11 12 fights um and then to be fighting for a title in that time frame it's big it's huge but not allowing that to be his ceiling is even bigger and he's going to need that kind of drive and that motivation you know he's talked about how uh he wants to break the mold regarding cuban fighters cuban fighters are very technical and uh, it's excellent in the amateurs but it doesn't uh translate well in the pros yeah you can win but nobody want to see you fight 
he said he wants to be technical and exciting and ever since his first uh defeat he knew that he had to switch things up and his first defeat was in uh, his debut bout switch things up and he looks to bring it which is great he's gonna need to bring it against dog bay dog bay has been a champion before as you stated for the wbo he was uh in talks to fight uh mark mcsayo for wbc eliminator as you spoke of and all this came about after defeating joey gonzalez back in july now uh because he was the champion at uh 122 and it's moved up to 126 generally the wbo uh, looks favorably upon uh former champions and and tries to get them in for a championship spot uh, at the higher weight class as soon as possible having to fight the fights that he fought that's understandable like you said he had four fights uh first one he had after his two battles with uh Navarrete. those were very very memorable fights got knocked out uh in his second one had a decision uh, in the first one uh great fights but he lost those fights since then he's gone on a win streak knocked out uh the first guy but he's had decisions and not just decisions i won't say contested decisions the last one was it was split decision but the two before that were majority decisions so you're winning but you're not winning convincingly now you're in against you know this young up-and-comer in ramirez you're gonna need to do more than just squeak by as you have in the past couple fights you're going to have to bring it you know he's coming in uh as one of one in a line of notable ghanaian fighters but as of late they haven't had a whole lot of success uh so we'll see uh, what happens uh in this fight if he's able to regain glory and stop or I should say at least uh, put the brakes on the Ramirez hype train, or will this be the crowning moment for Ramirez? Right, you, and you mentioned uh, Ramirez's uh, last loss in 2019. That was a split decision loss to uh, Aiden Gonzalez. That train has been going. He's coming into this bout on a winning streak of 11 straight fights since that loss. Uh, so it's definitely going to be a great fight. I'm happy to see that interim tag was move i know they were going back and forth about that because the winner would still have to go on after this bout and and face the actual champion so uh that's definitely uh great to see now rounding out our weekend if jermaine franklin has his way anthony josh will be retiring after their bout saturday night at the o2 arena in greenwich london now this is because joshua a former two-time champion recently stated that if he loses the bout, he will hang up his gloves for good. Uh, he stated, I'll retire if I lose. I'm not here to battle people. If people want me to retire, I'll retire. I'm not going to fight if people don't want me to. It's not even about the money. It's about the competitor in you. And that's what's important. He stated, the pressure comes with the business and it comes with the territory. And I know that. I know when I'm retired, I'm going to be chilling. And I'm going to be thinking, everyone, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> now he stated that the chains are going to be going and i'm going to be laughing and loving life now those comments are really mm. not something that you really want to hear at this point from a great fighter now the revelation comes from joshua who was not one about since 2020 
uh, and that last bout was actually against Kubrat Pulov. Um, since then, Joshua has lost twice. Both of those bouts, though, were to Usyk, and they were back-to-back title fights in, in 2021 and 2022. Now, Jermaine Franklin, meanwhile, he literally respects the fight that Joshua has despite the losses. Uh, he stated, until someone can show me that AJ is finished, I will not question him. He's done too much. As a fighter, I cannot turn on him when he is an Olympic gold medal winner who ran as a world champion for a long time. I do take points off Joshua for losing to Usyk twice because he was only a cruiserweight who moved up. But Usyk never lost. But if Usyk never loses, Joshua's stock goes up. However, if Usyk gets beat in his next fight, then it will look bad on AJ. So, voice. What are your thoughts on Anthony Joshua considering retirement uh, after, I guess you can say a tumultuous last few years and uh, Jermaine Franklin's comments after that? So AJ speaking about retiring um, and even his statements of, hey, you know, this is what I'm going to do and all that in fight sports, you know, it's not like, you know, baseball where, you know, you may have a, a, a victory lap season and you go around and get uh, 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 surfboards in San Diego and, and mm-hmm. uh, cheesesteaks when you go to Philly and, and stuff like that. Or uh, like Kobe's farewell tour. Boxing doesn't do that. You know, so when you start talking about everything you're going to do in retirement, sounds like you got a foot out the door and you need both feet firmly planted on the canvas and your mind thoroughly in the game when you go between those ropes and step into the squared circle so that kind of speech is it's kind of telling but it also may just be aj's way of not just being honest but also adding the proper level of pressure on himself because a lot rides on this fight not just aj but matchroom because matchroom put all of their fights on the zone and if the zone loses aj because he's not fighting anymore well that's the second fighter in about three to five years that they lost they've survived after losing canelo and that's because canelo's still been fighting on the zone for the most part you know but when he left it was like oh what's gonna happen and uh shout out to eddie hearn he was able to kind of rope canelo back in have him fighting on the zone you know but they they just launched in the uk and aj just signed this great big deal with them to get people watching it and people are still kind of like talking you know i i I, you know i'm out here in these twitter streets and you know a lot of the boxing fans are, are not necessarily happy about things being on the zone and you lose aj that's huge for uh for matchroom so he 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 does have a lot weighing uh on him as far as this fight is concerned and he's right if he can't beat jermaine franklin then he should i mean franklin has only had you know a loss or so uh one loss he lost to delian white last year and that was white's bounce back fight after facing fury now you know he 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 afforded himself well it was a majority decision it wasn't a unanimous decision but it was a majority decision but aj mopped the floor with dillian white 
that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. I mean, you know, everybody's putting AJ in the background, but Dillian White, B. Franklin, and AJ slop uh, Dillian White in their bout. So yeah, and now fight uh, fight math doesn't add up. You know, fighter A beating fighter B doesn't mean that you beat fighter C because styles make fights. But if you can't beat and soundly beat someone who who your your uh sloppy seconds mm-hmm. got by then that says a lot now salute to um salute to franklin he calls himself the 989 assassin I mean, he puts on for the 989 you you, you know the 989 you know uh, where that is right saginaw i know where it is okay all right all right so i mean but outside of saginaw wasn't a nine eight nine? Uh, right. I don't, don't want to think because we don't. <laughs> and and uh, I said outside of Saginaw, in Saginaw, wasn't a nine eight nine. But hey, he puts on for his his city. He puts on for his area, and I ain't mad. As the unofficial ambassador of three one four day, rep your city, rep your area code. Here you, here you go. Uh, <laughs> you know, and and go ahead and 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 do your thing. And if he were to win, this would be like the biggest win for Saginaw ever. Cause I don't know since Saginaw. So, um, ex- except a lot of uh, minor league teams. So yeah, that you know this would be great for uh, them. And I know he's going to bring everything. Um, I don't know if if everything he brings though is enough. He has the right mindset, saying that until AJ's done, he's not done. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if AJ is saying the same thing. I mean, like you said, to be talking like that, it sounds like there's one foot in and one foot out. I mean, on on top of this, you know, you have the 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 back and forth with uh, with Fury uh, that happened earlier this year. So, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on on AJ. So, I, I definitely understand it. Um, I would love to see him come out with a win here and maybe you know move back up into some title contention and, and do some great things, but. The, the fans have been hard on him, and rightfully so, if you kind of look at it. Um, but you know, when he it has it been rightfully so, it's been rightfully so. It's been rightfully so because he he did all that dominating, and people kept saying, "I don't know, he might have a glass jaw. He might have a glass jaw." You saw what happened with Andy Ruiz, even though he did come back and, and avenge that loss. But two straight losses, you to, to possibly the greatest heavyweight that's ever fought we we just we have to see we, him we can't we can't determine that yet yeah I, I said possibly possibly we we have to let him continue to go on and uh you know it doesn't look like he'll be fighting greedy belly anytime soon <laughs> you know but let him knock off uh some of these other uh uh uk up and comers mm-hmm. yeah it, it, it'll be uh you know we, the the story still needs to be written like franklin said about Usyk, but um his his track record and the things that he's done so far mm-hmm. put him in on the the right trajectory uh, to have a legendary career. Well, let's hope the nine eight nine assassin don't get uh, mollywop like Dillian White did when he got in the ring with AJ. So we'll, we'll definitely see what happens there. Uh, but that uh, is literally your combat sports weekend in under 
40 minutes. We, we, we did it under 40 minutes. Now, uh, it's MTMV Sports. We're literally fans just like you. We do the research. We go to the events. We love everything just like you. We're just individuals who want to share uh, our love for our favorite sports. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe uh, to us. Also, make sure that you subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you get your podcast because we're there. You can hear the voice. Uh, if you want, I know you're only here to hear me, and it's it's fine. He's he he's fine with that. He has his own t-shirt, so he doesn't care either way. Um, now, voice, I know you wanted to uh, provide us with a last word on a bout that was literally announced today. Yeah, yeah. So um, we finally have uh, the bout that's been bandied about. Uh, pardon the pun. Ever since the man left. Eddie Hearn and went to top rank took a deal that was not as favorable because he wanted these kind of opportunities. He, he became the undisputed champion at 135. Yeah. That, that uh, weight class we were talking about with Tank and, and Ryan, you know, kind of fighting that or fighting around. Yeah. He's the man. He's the undisputed champion, Devin Haney, and he'll be fighting the former pound for pound great in Vasily Lomachenko who's only uh, lost to Teofimo Lopez uh, though time seems to be catching up with him he's still a formidable foe and uh, I can't wait for it May 20th uh, cannot get here soon enough I I'm really interested in seeing things as you know we talked about Tank we talked about Ryan uh, we talked about Teofimo Lopez and outside of Tank, most of these people will be plying their trade at 140 and above in fairly short order, including um, including Haney. Because last fight he had, that boy looked like Skeletor on weigh-in day. It's like, you don't look good. It's like, you are not long for this division. Uh, so seeing him in possibly his last fight at 135, taking on uh, one of the greats at 135 is wonderful. Something else that I'm interested in seeing as well is that uh, being a, a devout Muslim, he's doing this soon after Ramadan is done. You know, will that help him with the whole weight aspect? Does it hurt him because he's losing muscle while he's fasting? That those are some some questions that uh, we're gonna have to keep in mind as uh, the the fight goes on. And then for uh, Loma, you know, he took a while off to go fight in Ukraine. I mean, like literally fight, guns right. ablazing, fight. Uh, and time is getting on. Will this be his last hurrah? Will he be able to gain uh, the championship again and and ride off? into the sunset as uh the the vaunted fighter it i'm excited i'm excited definitely that promo video that they that they put is 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 great but it's kind of disrespectful if you get a chance to see it it's a bunch of chess pieces mm -hmm. and they're just and it's got the names of the fighters that they beat and they're knocking them out essentially <laughs> it's titled yeah. checkmate so if you get a chance to see that on youtube it's a great uh precursor to a great fight that you, we'll you, you just you still salty uh because roy jones song i mean if you get beat you get beaten and whatever Listen, somebody says about it it is what it is now should should we share the truth and love yes uh but i don't know it's the truth 
I'm not about to sit up here and sing. Y'all must have forgot. So I'm not even worried about that. You can say what you want to say. But what he did to Bernard Hopkins, I will never forget as a Philadelphia native. And it will not go unpunished. Okay? So I'm not worried about that. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in with us for another main card. You already know Smoke Clock is when we're here uh, each and every Tuesday, 7.15 Eastern Standard Time. Uh, make sure you visit our website, MTMVPN. Get you some merch. Check out some of the articles. Make sure you check out some of our teammates because we got some great things uh, coming to you. Royce, give us your final thoughts uh, as the, the the sun or the light bounces off your head and we get the Bruce Leroy glow as we go out. Uh, just a quick aside. I was uh, at work today and I work from home speaking with one of uh, my charges. And I spoke about how the light uh, above my head is you know just a, a a little sliver of the sun that i've been able to capture and uh <laughs> and use in my office and how you always talking about uh the light shining off my head and it being a halo so uh, uh way to uh stick to the script sir uh something else is sticking to the script is pfl they kick off their season uh this weekend and they got some some low-key bangers going on you got uh champion of last season two champs from last season brendan lockney is facing former wsof champ wsof was uh the uh company before they rebranded to pfl so former mm -hmm. champ uh marlon Marais fighting you also have rob wilkinson uh, who won at 205 last year taking on tiago santos the only man to ever take a scorecard from john jones so, you know, you got that going on. Impa Kasanganai makes his debut. You got a rematch between uh, Chris Wade and, and Bubba Jenkins. You got some some nice stuff going on there in, in the PFL. So uh, definitely keep your eyes out for that as well, Fight Fans. Awesome, awesome. Make sure you all follow The Voice at The Voice on Twitter. He's going to be giving you uh, feedback on all the great fights this weekend. Boys, go ahead and give us your final words, sir. Take us out. Until we meet again. Fight the good fight. Keep it locked right here. You are listening to MTMB Sports.